Welcome to the Wags of SCI podcast, where we discuss life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury. Hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Both of our partners are quadriplegics. And after connecting online in 2017, we began the advocacy and support group WAGS of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends with Spinal Cord Injury. We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle. And our mission is to spread education, awareness, and positivity from our unique perspectives. Us each week as we tackle deep discussions around balancing life as a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wags of SCI podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We are so excited to be here with you guys and energized for another fantastic year of the podcast ahead. It has been a really great year so far and thank you for everybody for tuning in and blessing us with your energetic presence as we dive into another year but before we do that we're going to hand it over to brooke big big huge shout out this beautiful 2024 to robin wishart and her team at wishart law for another year of sponsorship for the Wives of SCI community. Robin and her team are the official advocates of the Wives of SCI community. They provide legal advice, free legal advice, to anyone who needs help. This is huge in our community because you can get lost in all of the paperwork and the insurance stuff, and you can get really demoralized really fast. You know, We're going through this right now in our own personal lives, and we know how beneficial it is to have someone who understands the law and understands your rights on your side. So if you have any questions for Robin um, about your partner's case, about your caregiver case, about anything to do with anything spinal cord injury, please visit our website, wagsofsci.com, and click on the Legal Resources tab. You can also visit Robin's site directly, brainandspinelaw.com, if you want to learn more about all of the things that Robin is doing for this amazing community. So let's start January with kind of a recap. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of people go into hibernation during January. You know, there's dry January, there's different activities that people do to recover from the holiday season. Um, And it's, to be honest, this is my personal favorite, one of my favorite times of the year, especially one of my favorite times of, of the winter is that week after Christmas where you have absolutely nothing to do and leading into January where everything is just quieting down, there's not as many people out and about, there's this energy of peace in the air. And, but, but then there's a lot of people that really struggle during this month as well. You know, they struggle with, you know, maybe they're going through a detox from the holidays and they don't feel very good. Or maybe they're just kind of lonely and, you know, they weren't able to see their families and, you know, the outside weather is kind of dreary, especially in the north where we live. So we wanted to do this episode about what we've been up to, how we are doing post-holidays, and what is coming up for the Wags of SCI community in the coming months. So Elena, What have you been doing since Christmas? What's been on your kind of radar as far as what you're doing for yourself? What's going on? Well, we had a really, really nice Christmas with Dan's family this year. My family took off and went traveling. Um, So it was really, really nice to be able to spend the time with the Duffies. We have a new 
fairly new niece and nephew uh, that joined the family last year. So it was really great to see them um, celebrating Christmas and kind of being able to rationalize, I guess, through the mind of a one and a half year old of Santa and Christmas. So that was really special. We had a very sober Christmas um, and January. It's been really nice just to sort of chill out and be really present with our friends and family. We had some really nice dinners with our friends. Um, It's just been a really mellow time of year. And I feel like this is the first Christmas that I've heard pretty well. Every single person that we've talked to saying, oh my gosh, it's been a really good, good season. It was a really nice mellow Christmas, no family drama, no weird underhanded remarks, um, no chaos specifically. It's just been really good. But that being said, there's also been no snow. So that's kind of a bummer because we did not have a white Christmas at all. Um, but overall, I think we both, uh, it, I mean, in Wags and our personal lives, we've really just reset for, for another year of prosperity, abundance, success for the Wags of SEI group, for our relationships, for our friendships. So it's been really good, right? And I think you would agree that that it's been a really nice mellow Christmas and season for you guys as well. So what are you, what have you been up to? Um, so I honestly have been praying for no snow because I, <laughs> I, my partner cannot get around in the snow. I, he hates it when it snows and I like it cause it's so beautiful, but I'm like, oh my God, I hope it doesn't snow, but it's supposed to snow here in Vancouver this week. So I'm kind of like, oh, I'm kind of dreading it. The whole like slush on the wheelchair thing, rolling through the home, having to clean all the time, having to figure out how we're going to get him around. It's actually you know, all the wags listening right now that live in colder places can understand. Unless you have a track chair that can get out there, it is very difficult to get around in the snow, and it, the slush just makes things so hard. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping for my sake that you know it's not. So you're the reason. You're the reason yeah. I'm having no snow this year. The Siberian <laughs> doesn't get to see snow. Thanks. <laughs> For, and for those of you listening who don't know, Elena has Siberian heritage, so she is a hundred percent Siberian, cold blooded <laughs> to the core. <laughs> Not Siberian heritage. I was born in Siberia. <laughs> Elena is a Siberian husky, pretty much. So she's hoping and praying for snow. We over here in the disabled community are praying for no snow. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, oh, as far man. as what we've been up to, we had a really quiet Christmas too. Um, things, you know, without getting into too much detail, things kind of really worked out for us where we also avoided, you know, family issues and family drama. And it was quite nice to have a quiet Christmas. And, um, you know, there was what at the beginning of my partner's injury for Christmas, there was a lot of times that we would, you know, we'd pack up the commode, we'd pack up the Hoyer lift and we would go stay with family and we'd stay overnight. And it, you know, it would be like, you know, decently stressful, right. Um, especially when you're navigating places that aren't accessible. Um, and you know, they don't have roll in showers and you kind of have to work your way around things. So we, you know, since those first few years of, you know, trying to figure out how to do everything, we decided a couple of years ago that we weren't going to do that anymore. So, you know, we 
drive to and from wherever we need to go. And we don't usually stay over. We usually wake up in our own bed and then go the next morning. And it works out really well for us. And um, so we did, we did that and we had a good sleep in our own bed and we were able to really celebrate with those we love. And um, after Christmas, we ended up canceling a trip that we had to Tofino because we got, we got a, uh, <laughs> a, a bill for our car the week prior that was thousands of dollars. So we had to kind of spend our Christmas money on that, which is always interesting, you know, dealing with the accessible vehicle. It's something that um, we have to keep in tip top shape because it's the only one we have. And it's very important to us. It's, now it's 10 years old. It's our little Toyota Sienna baby that has to be really looked after. Um, so we spent our money on that. We canceled our trip. And instead, we decided to really take a break from the world in general and um, just listen to what our bodies were saying. And for for both of us, our bodies were telling us to just disconnect and be in our own little bubble for Oh, a solid 10 days. We did not see anyone. We did not do anything. We kept to ourselves. We ate healthy food. We went to bed early. And it was the first time in a long time that my partner agreed not to. Um, he's a he's a day trader. So he decided that there wasn't really going on. Uh, there wasn't much going on in the market. So um, we slept in. And this was the first time in years and years and years that we were able to sleep in till 10 or 11 a.m. every morning. And it was luxurious. And I remember, you know, four or five days in, you know, of sleeping in and kind of forcing yourself to sleep in, which is what we were consciously doing. Um, I was kind of like, oh, should I be doing this? Like you, you hear those little voices in your head that are like, should I be doing this or should I be doing something more productive? And so as those little voices came up, you know, those caregiver hormones start to rise and says, oh, I should be doing something. I should be helping him more. I should be facilitating his life a bit more. And, you know, then you realize that that's just all in your head and that is uh, not something you have to listen to. So a lot of practice tuning those voices out and just literally just saying no. Even though this is uncomfortable to say no, you should not be productive. No, you should stay home and just really try and sleep. After a week of doing this, I was shocked at the state of how I felt in my body after sleeping in and just really catching up after years of not doing that. I was really shocked. And I kind of had this renewed sense of um, appreciation for true relaxation and how it's a commitment, right? You know, a lot of women, especially in this community, they say, oh, I'm going to relax for a day or I'm going to relax for three days. You can't really, really relax unless you force yourself to relax. It's like one of those things that it's, it's, it's almost like a job. Like you have to literally say, no, I am going to relax. So you know, when all is said and done, we had a solid two weeks of literally doing nothing and sleeping in. And it really helped me to go into January and just feel so refreshed and just more like myself. And there was a lot of like, you know, I did some, a lot of deep dives into why I feel the way that I feel sometimes. And, Decided that, you know, like you said, 2024 is about abundance and just knowing your worth. For me, um, just really standing firm in knowing my worth, knowing the group's worth, knowing my rights and standing firm while people and things happen that try and derail you and really standing in, 
you know, this is what I need for myself and I am unapologetic and the importance of that and the importance of not staying small no matter what the world tells you. And so I'm really looking forward to 2024 and, um, you know, just taking that insight and applying it, right? Applying it to our everyday experiences and to WEGS in general. And so, yeah, you know, going into another season of the podcast, it's been four seasons now. I can't even believe it. We started right before the pandemic. Um, So it's been interesting to just like, you know, see how we've grown. Like I was scrolling through the um, podcast episodes, previous podcast episodes the other day. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe how much our life has changed since 2020 and how much we as individuals have changed and how much we've like focused wags in a way that suits the community and suits our vision as caregivers, as partners to quadriplegics that are not involved in a system, how we have really sculpted this and stuck with our guns. And I'm just really proud of this community and I'm really proud of all we've been able to accomplish. And things just seem you know, when you get a lot of rest, you start to see things more without that veil of constant stress on you. And I just, things are really, things are really looking up for WEGS. And um, I'm really, really proud to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And for anybody who may not know, um, right off the bat, something that both Brooke and I are extremely proud of um, in WEGS is that this is a grassroots community. We are a resource community that has provided endless, endless space and time and energy to building the group that we have now. We are not a foundation. We are not an organization. We are not a charity. Um, And we... I think it's important to mention this because we have grown so much since 2017 and have done so many publications, so many um, expose pieces, a lot of um, a lot of exposure to the unpaid caregiving world. That is the reality for thousands and millions of people around the world. So this is something that is so near and dear to our hearts because we are living this life. We have the lived experience. And so do 3,000 other women on the private discussion group that is located on Facebook called the Wags of SCI private discussion group. And it's this, this resource is truly has impacted the lives of not only other women, but our lives. We created this group in 2020, 2017 to give a space to ourselves, to, to any other woman that we may meet. And in 2017 is when Brooke and I had met each other through the power of social media, through Instagram, through hashtags like quadriplegic, paraplegic, spinal cord injury, because there were no resources that were provided to us directly in rehab there was nothing available and there were no other women that we were coming across period. We didn't know any other individuals who had partners in wheelchairs. So we decided to create our our own space and it has been such an impactful community and one that we hold so near and dear to our hearts and we will protect that at all costs. So this past year to recap, we were extremely grateful to be sharing a seat with Dr. Denise Fife at the American Congress of Rehabilitation Medicine, a conference, the world's largest symposium, which has been 
you know, we're still reflecting from it. We've learned so much from that experience across four days. Um, We learned a lot. We learned everything from providing or having set up proper care for our partners so that, that they were not left abandoned by themselves while their primary caregivers were out trying to spread the message um, in a different country. And that, that was really, it was difficult. It was difficult a to leave our partners, but to know that they had the proper care set up that they would, you know, that we would have somebody actually being compensated for the work of caregiving. And that was eye opening itself because neither one of us have received a dime for the caregiving that we provide our partners. But we were able to through another organization, so gratefully able to hire care to to stand in place for us while we were away. And um, I think both you and I will take this this conference, this experience with us throughout our lives and be able to learn from, you know, the practice of being able to leave and being able to put our, our work first and foremost. And that was really powerful. And uh, so once again, we just want to say thank you to the Kessler Foundation and to Dr. Denise Fife for including us and allowing us to share that space with her um, as she is the senior researcher. And we were able to share the voice of WAGS of SEI. So that is so important to us. And Again, we are working on another study with UBC for the unmet needs of caregivers, providing better uh, resources to caregivers while they are supporting their partners and and having that resource available right away, right in the waiting room when your partner sustains an injury, right in the rehab. You know, there's a lot of time spent that we're just waiting, sitting around waiting with our partners, always on standby, right? The role of a caregiver always on standby. So these are some very important studies that we have been involved in. And we're really grateful for that. Yeah. Just, just a lot of stuff happening. Um, a lot of stuff kind of like on the verge and blooming, which is really, really cool. Um, and I don't know about all of you or, or you, Elena, anyone listening or you, um, I've, there's always this really tangible energy, um, that, that raise that that raises around the collective. You can you can feel it. You can feel it in your heart. You can feel it in what people are doing, of new starts and fresh beginnings. And you know whether it's starting over or starting a fresh program or changing something. You know people talk about New Year, New You. People talk about um, you know New Year's resolutions. I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm kind of just like okay, let's focus on you know <laughs> what's here right now and what's coming up. And I just Let's talk about like fresh starts for for a minute because you're in Aries. You like fresh starts a lot. Um, I also like fresh starts. I feel like WAGS is kind of carrying over from all of the choices that we've made since 2017. And I can really feel like there's a lot of energy behind um, community growth. And I feel like, you know, we've had a couple of messages Um and uh, meetings lately with people in the community that are in organizations or businesses or, you know, research entities, you know, businesses that have been around for a long time doing research and all that stuff. We've had a lot of different meetings over the past uh, few years with businesses like that. And the one thing that we take away from all of those is the, especially after COVID, is the importance of community. And it's very funny to me to see these businesses and these foundations and these big organizations 
trying so hard to pretty much have what we have, which is trust and a community that is involved and interactive and willing to go the extra mile for one another in a very organic way. They're, you know, they're trying very hard to incorporate that into research practices and business opportunities and, you know, giving back socially, um, social programs and all of that stuff. They're really trying to reach communities and, and grow their own communities organically. And they're approaching people like us and people, you know, Maybe maybe influencers or people in the in the SCI community that know how to build communities, and they're asking questions, and this is really encouraging for me. Um, although I realize that nothing will ever beat the authenticity of a community that was built off nothing, for no other purpose other than to have support and sisterhood, um, and and I just. Over these past few meetings and and few interactions that we've had where I've really felt that, um, I've really am so grateful for WAGS because I realize, and I think other people realize too, how special and important this resource is. And, you know, uh, you, you can't put a price on it. You can't put a price on the knowledge and the information and the accountability and the authenticity that is available in the WAGS community. Because like we always talk about, like you were saying earlier, we are grassroots. We are a community and relationship-based model that literally bypasses any sort of system that is available now and people have a lot of trouble with that. Like this is very new, but this is something that you know you and I both believe ever since the start. This is something that is severely lacking in our world, and is something that is desperately needed, especially with you know the rise of online platforms and how people just feel so separate from each other. So, as far as starting fresh, I feel like Wags is snowballing in a really really awesome direction, and I can feel it, especially this new year. Um, I feel like a lot of change is coming for the world, and I feel like we're on the leading edge of what people really, really need, which is one-on-one, community-based, friendship-based, relationship-based interactions, knowledge, um, and supporting one another. And this is, you know, you know, you you <clears throat> have an understanding of how the how our ancestors and how ancient peoples interacted with each other, and how important you know, verbal communication and storytelling and passing things down and learning through one another, through their experiences, instead of getting advice from outside of themselves and how important that is and how we as humans need that. Um, I think that is definitely um, something that makes me feel really, really excited about 2024. What about you, Elena? What is something, when you think of like the term fresh start or new beginnings or January or whatever, what does that mean to you in your personal life or for WEGS? It's so funny because you and I go back and forth. Um, well, like most friendships are based on memes. <clears throat> Brooke and I do the same thing. We send each other memes and GIFs or GIFs or whatever they're called back and forth um, all day. So uh, Aries Elena's, Aries Elena, her fresh start is burning everything down. It's the Elmo fire. Uh, Elmo fire emoji. If anybody's seen it, it's like Elmo. He's red standing in a flames and he's got his arms up. Yeah, that's, that is what I like to do. But this year I'm doing things differently. I'm not burning anything down. I'm just setting stronger boundaries in my friends and my friendships. 
my with my friends, my relationships, my work, my health, my everything, just having stronger boundaries. And you and I talk about this all the time, especially being caregivers. It's like being able to know your capacity, but being able to control that capacity in a way that you can like manage, manage the beast that is behind the power. And we always say that anger is a really strong, very powerful uh, emotion in terms of it is the change maker. Sometimes you have to get a little upset to create change. And one thing that I've been so incredibly blessed uh, to witness in my own life over the the last, honestly, I don't know, since I kind of like ditched the the wine a bit is that I've seen so many opportunities and friendships to show up for my friends and truly be present for my friends. Not that I wasn't before, but in ways that I didn't really think that I um, had availability before. For example, today I am going with my friend um, from Pottery who has had their um, sculpture it was on display at an art gallery and it was damaged and I offered to sort of step in and be there for my friend to go and collect the art piece and maybe celebrate with a nice lunch afterwards and really redirect that energy into a positive space Um, because I know how very deeply it's affected them and so you know things like this that these opportunities keep on popping up for me And I am so willing to take them. I am so excited and happy to be able to be there and and feel extremely humbled by the fact that I've been asked to do that. And I think it's important because you and I give so much space and energy to Wags of SEI. We love the women in this group. We love this community. Like I said earlier, it has given so much back to us, but to see the ripple effect of how we can show up for ourselves and the lessons we can learn within ourselves by helping and standing and and providing that support and space for somebody else outside of the WEGS of SEI community um, is so important to me, to my heart, to my space. It's really important. And being able to witness what that process looks for other people. I feel like I'm a very emotional person as well, um, that I feel like I kind of, I get very, very emotional when I, when I'm able to do that for somebody else. Um, because, you know, this is, this is the human experience. This is what we're here to do on earth school (laughs) in this lifetime is to be able to provide resources and support for other individuals while also taking a step back and being able to learn from that ourselves. So that is where we are at in the Polly Duffy household between Dan and I, and he's going to be graduating next December. So we're just really excited to continuously wrap up some chapters and to be able to carry on with our lives and provide more support for anybody who doesn't know. My partner, Dan, is in school to graduate to be the a therapist of recreation so back into the SEI community he does have three different specializations where he can work in mental health with children and with individuals with disability providing them recreation and a better quality of life for their own lives kind of providing a bit of direction that way so this is our lives we love this community we love the SEI community we've learned so much we were able to have some friends over 
from Dan's community. His buddies all in wheelchairs. There were four other chairs in our house. There was five wheelchairs all around the counter in the living room or in the kitchen, sorry. And it felt really good to be able to once again, be very grateful to have an accessible space that people feel comfortable in. So that was really the highlight of our Christmas break as well. So that's where we're at. We are very steady in living where we're living and just really very grateful for the blessings we have in our lives with our friends, with our accessible home, with the area that we live in in Vancouver by the water and just like really being uh, wrapped up in this community. Perfect. That sounds like such a good start to 2024. Um, As far as things that are in the very near distance in uh, WAGS in 2024, we are starting to plan and we'll have more details towards the end of the month, but we are starting to plan the WAGS of SEI self-care 5K walk run that is happening virtually Um, This March, you know, this is our fundraising event of the year and we are shaking things up this year and making it even better than it has been for the past three times that we've done it. Um, We are really looking forward to having this fundraiser because this is the only way that we are able to provide date nights, provide mental health support provide some financial assistance to women whose partners are in rehab in the form of self-care packages and all of that stuff. It's also the only way that we are able to send our marketing materials and brochures of information to rehab centers and clinics and physio clinics and hospitals around North America. Um, Each time we send one of these packages to someone in in, in a specific area, it costs us $100 US. And so, you know, last year we sent, oh man, I I think we sent like 25 different packages to all different areas. And we rely on this um, in order to create even more micro communities in different areas, because there's a lot of women whose partners become injured and they have no idea about WAGs until they see one of these flyers. We work with social workers. We work with even physicians to bring awareness to this community and that costs some money. And, you know, this fundraiser is the pillar of how we can support, um, our community in doing that and pay for the supplies that we need. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that we have to do. And, you know, this, like, like I said earlier, this, this, it costs money to spread awareness. You know, we don't have big corporate donors and big sponsors that compensate us for this. You know, we are again, grassroots community-based, you know, we support one another and a lot of the WAGs are just imperative in, how we do this because they create their own teams and they fundraise with their friends and family, not only for their community, but for themselves. And it's huge, right? All the money goes back to the group. So we are looking forward in the coming weeks to making some announcements as to the date and the time and the details of the run. Um, And that's going to be huge for us. And so we'll be talking about that in future episodes. So 2024 looks really, really great. Um, we are super excited. We also are going to be doing some more Zoom meetups in the coming months. So stay tuned for announcements on that and how you can get involved in that as well. And um, yeah, the, the, the horizon looks awesome. And we are both really enthusiastic and refreshed and excited for what's to come. 
100%. So if you have any questions or you'd love to submit another love story to our Wags of SEI Instagram page, please do so by emailing us with your tags, your location, and your story and some photos to wagsofsei at gmail.com. If you have any questions for our legal advocate, Robin Wishard with Wishart Brain and Spine Law, please email us again, wagsofsei at gmail.com. We are all ears and we love hearing from you guys, our community. So until next time, please take care of yourselves and love one another. Cheers. Cheers.